When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. I saw this morning that the Denver Broncos are considering a package to trade for Aaron Rodgers at the end of this season. It might happen by next week. (laughs) How about that? I kind of am comparing the situation to what Tom Brady did with Tampa last year. You know, you look at this offseason and you write it off. Rodgers wasn't with the team in the offseason. LaFleur says it's an embarrassment, and Rogers, well, he can use that word. I'll just say it's one game. I'm like, I'm feeling some tension. There's a disconnect. Yeah. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, welcome, everybody, to Hour 2 of the Rod Peterson Show here on Game Plus TV, plus your favorite streaming service. We are presented by Core Grain, doing the right thing for your farm. There are a lot of topics on the table here today. And uh, including, speaking of on the table, Moose DuPont has his Paragon Award there for being the Young Entrepreneur of the Year. Is that staying there till the end of time? Probably not. I'll probably. Well, where else are you going to put it? My office, probably. Nobody I'll else. Just leave it there for till the till the end of the week, anyways. End of the week? Yeah. Okay. How, uh, how long is appropriate to do a victory lap? That's a good question. What is one lap? The week? <laughs> it's long enough. A lifetime. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, until next year. You're the champ till they have award I next guess, year. I guess, eh? Until they... <laughs> now that I think about it. Rainy. Um, I said that we would have a lot of you people here in hour two, and particularly in this segment, the second half kickoff, because if you're just joining us, we talked about the fact that uh, this show's been accredited for the entire National Hockey League season by one team in particular, which we'll be divulging on Friday where that is, but I'm just... Pleased as punch. You and me both. Hmm. We're getting a lot of information. We're getting a lot of open doors from the National Hockey League, and it feels fantastic. Um, and we're getting, I'll re go through these quick six show topics again in a second, but John Schmeiser says, When are you coming to Kansas City? I don't know. They got an NHL team? Not yet. Not yet. It'll be a while. But we, we have had a lot of invitations to Kansas City. Moose, put, put that on the bucket list. Kansas City? Yeah. Yeah. Outdoor, outdoor game in the cold doesn't exactly scream, uh, I want to pay a bunch of money to go on a road trip. And nope. Unfortunately, you know, in, in September, maybe it's a fall trip to Kansas City, yeah. baseball and, uh, and football. Well, he, here's a hint on where this show's going next week. I'm not packing long pants, and I'm going to be gone for a couple of weeks, but still doing the show. Oh, spicy. Jennifer watching from the Four Seasons says, I've missed something. What award did you win? And congrats. I thought we told the world. A lot of people don't know yet. Yeah, he has won the Paragon Award for the Young Entrepreneur of the Year. Pretty big deal. Jenna Reagan's watching in Southern California. Jenna says, let's go, Buffalo. We have not convinced her to change teams yet. Jenna, there's still time. You don't need to be saddled with the Buffalo Sabres, Jenna. You don't. She must be like you. Doesn't feel pain. (laughs) So the reason, hit me again. (laughs) Roll over. Hit me again, Ike. (laughs) Oh. Um, quick six show topics. Can you hit the horn, please? I'm just going to fly through these with what you've missed uh, and 
I'm calling up the poll question, which I'll get to in a moment. Number one, Monday night football. It was a spectacle in Allegiant Stadium in Vegas. The stadium was packed. It went to overtime. We all watched it. 33-27, the Vegas Raiders beat the Baltimore Ravens. And it was a tale of three games, I guess. In the first half, the Raiders looked terrible until the end. They hung a late 10 points on the board at the end of the second quarter. Second half, the Ravens looked bad, I thought. And then in overtime, Lamar Jackson fumbles for a second time. The Raiders muff their opening possession, and they score on their second, and they win the game. Bob's your uncle. The Raiders are 1-0, and it was just a great time. And the poll question today is, for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, do you like the NFL's overtime rules? And um, 60% of you saying no on Twitter. What are they saying on Facebook? Uh, 53% say no. The majority yeah. of you are saying no, you don't. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the CFL is you flip a coin, you scrimmage from the opposition's 35 yard line, the plus 35 yard line, and you go to there's a winner. The college is two five minute halves, isn't it? Is it still? I haven't seen a college game go over time. No, I think it's a shootout. Is it the shootout too? Yeah. Okay. I like the NFL. But the NFL and the CFL are, are far different. I think from an entertainment aspect, I like the CFLs better. But as we pointed out last hour, the NFL tweaked it, whereby it's not the first points win. It's not sudden death. It's you have to score a touchdown to win the game on your first possession, because if you don't, then the other team gets the ball. So I don't have a problem with it. Oh, I guess we did cover this. Uh, Andrew Benson watching on YouTube says, what did you guys think of the Eli and Peyton Manning broadcast last night? Would you ever tune in over a normal broadcast? Shout out from the intern. That's our intern, Andrew. We covered it last hour. Where was he last hour, the intern? That was Ken Reed. Right. It was his thoughts. They didn't get your thoughts on it. Oh, my thoughts. Um, I liked it. I didn't watch it last night, and here's why. I watched the main broadcast with Steve Levy, Louis Riddick, and Brian Greasy. And then I jumped in the car. I had to run some errands. So then I listened to Kevin Harlan and Kurt Warner. And then by the time I got back, I saw these tweets about the Manning brothers. I'm like, I'm not going to look for a third broadcast of this game. But this morning when I was in the gym, I was watching SportsCenter, and they played a clip of it, and it looked predictably what you would expect. Hilarious with those two guys. I love the Manning brothers. Love them as players. Love them as people. I think they're very smart, obviously. They're funny. Then I saw they sprinkled in Ray Lewis. Who else did they have on there? Yeah, they sprinkled in some players. They Ray Lewis, the former uh, linebacker. Um, Russell Wilson was in for the end and for overtime. He stuck around. Travis Kelsey jumped in. It was pretty funny. Like, and they, they talked about the game a little bit. But they weren't doing play-by-play. Yeah. Sometimes they just talked about their careers or just told stories while the game was going on. And you heard the sounds of the game. No play-by-play or anything. Um, Peyton had his little clicker here for watching game films. So he'd rewind the play and they'd show it a few times. It was just like you were sitting watching film with him. Then he got up and put that helmet on, but his forehead is like three stories tall and he wouldn't, the helmet wouldn't fit on his head. That's him. That was funny. (laughs) His brother's giving it to him, right? Yeah. You know, for uh, not having a double XL helmet there at the ready. Um, They told some stories. Travis Kelsey didn't know that they were playing Baltimore next week. That was kind of funny. I think people would be surprised when they learn. So, uh, it was great. Could, could you do it every week? I, I, are they going to do it every week? Yes. And here's yeah. how I watched. I watched the regular broadcast for like the first half, and then I remembered it was on flipped over, and I never flipped back. So it was a cool, different way to watch the game. It, there's no crescendo of the drama of the overtime quite the same way. I, I, I like that there's both. I like that there's two options. I flip back and forth. Uh, I've had buddies in football, former players that – that have suggested, 10 years ago, they suggested doing this. And I'm like, no, dumb idea. Nobody wants to hear from you. I get enough of you. I don't want to watch you during a game. But that's just me and my buddies. I guess, do you know, these were former Rough Riders. And then last hour, Ken Reed said Colby Armstrong had the same idea that the NHL should do it with guys like Colby. And yeah, I guess there is something for that. Um, I don't need to watch a game of football, guys. I've done it enough. I rarely ever hear the announcers either, by the way, because I'm watching the game. This was different. You couldn't take your eyes off it. Really Anyways, couldn't. moving on. J-Rod writes in and says, Morning, you guys. Are you going to Arizona? Uh, no. Good guess, though, J-Rod, but I'm kind of over Arizona. I got a new place. We'll divulge it on Friday. Okay. Uh, 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 from Sunny Black. 
He says, good morning. Hey, Sonny. I ran into him in the mall food court yesterday. This guy, Sonny. Very, very intelligent guy. Good guy. And a big fan of the show. I feel like there could be a sitcom of things that went down in a mall food court. Wouldn't that be a great sitcom? Yeah. Some of the greatest moments of my life have happened in All it would mall be- Food courts. Oh, because you jump into each of the vendors behind the seat. Everything. sitting there. Yeah. That'd be cool. One of my, I, I, there's a lot. I got, I got, <laughs> and they happen in far-flung locations. One, Tampa Bay. What's that mall? Anybody watching in the Tampa, Florida area? What's the mall just down from the Crown Plaza? It's the best mall in Tampa. It's got P.F. Chang's and Wetzel's Pretzels. <clears throat> Every mall in America does, I understand that. Yes. But I was wearing a Buccaneers top, quarter zip, shocking, right? Yeah. And a visor, Bucks visor, and shorts, carrying my food, probably from Esboro, to my table. And some guy's like, good luck this week, coach. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> and just kept going. I'm, like, I'm dressed like either a member of the pep band or the coaching staff. Thankfully, he guessed that. And then I was in St. Louis in 1996 with Rich Preston, the uh, Chicago Blackhawks career shorthanded goals leader, by the way, if you know, Rico. Watch your feet. I'm going to drop some names here. So we're in this food court in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'll never forget. It was just two of us. And I was a young punk at the time. And we ate, and I'm looking at his food tray, and I got my food tray, and I'm like, am I going to take my food tray or am I going to leave it? And Rico picked his up and took it over to the garbage and dumped it. And he's like, are you waiting for me to see if I did it? You should always clear off your table. Now you know. Yeah. Don't wait to see if the guy that you're having lunch with, clear your own. It's 11-11, by the way. Don't leave it. What are you thinking about? Taking a sip of coffee. Make a wish. It's 11-11. Mall food court. What would we call it? That would be the name of the mall, mall food, food court. court. <laughs> mall food, food court. court. It food would be court. food court, like night court, but not. <laughs> but food court, or oh my god! What, you know, I've been getting into the show. Well, it's been a few years now since I've watched. But live PD used to love watching live PD. Sit my on the couch god. at night and right. watch hours of live PD. That's what this would be. Food court. Just be cameras <laughs> everywhere. And they would just watch real human interactions. All it would be is when you walked up, there'd be just signs everywhere that said, you are now entering the live set of food court. So everything you say and do might be... Like the people that, whatever they do, what they eat, how they act, how they behave. Oh my gosh. From Jason and Red Deer from the Puck and Pigskin podcast points out that it is 11-11. Everybody's part of that in this time zone. Out east, it's 1-11 or was... From Sonny, regarding our topic, let's get back on topic, eh? What do you say? All I know is that the Major League Baseball format for extra innings is terrible. I can say the same for the NCAA football. NFL do what they got to do. They're on top. Are they ever on top, by the way? Like, through COVID, it was like the NFL, they just, they couldn't screw it up. There's so much money, and they they do everything right. Mm Mm-hmm. They just do everything right. Other leagues should follow what they do. <laughs> Jeff Cabellos watching in Winnipeg says, one of the characters on this show is a mall cop. LOL. Are we going to start casting for this thing? Here today, right now? Comes because I'm the, down with it. Comes through on the Segway. Sir, you literature <laughs> rapper. Is that what you call it, a Segway? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, the Prairie Mobile text line is open, 306-840-8777. From Swanee, as I'm watching the show on YouTube, guys, switched over from Game Plus. YouTube is way better. The experience, by the way. Cheers from Swanee. Well, you get to interact when you're watching on YouTube with us. If If that peels your banana, I don't know if that's what you like. Or you can just sit back and watch on Game Plus and you can text us like you did, Swanee. There was a viewer here earlier uh, about Jones, about Chris Jones, because that's one of our... No, I got stopped. <laughs> on point one, I got stopped. 
Point two, breaking news this morning. Kahari Jones has tested positive for COVID-19 or whatever it is, COVID. And now the coach of the Montreal Alouettes has to isolate for 10 days. Andre Bolduc will coach the Owls this week against the BC Lions. Point three, the Blue Jays spanked the Rays 8-1, pulled their pants down and gave them a spanking last night at Rogers Center. And the Blue Jays are rolling, but they're probably not going to win a pennant. But Ken Reed of Sportsnet was with us last hour, and he feels that the Jays will be in the wild card game. And I think if we told you that at the end of July, you'd take it. Oh, yeah. Um, point four, more NFL week one notes. Moose had his power five. One, Chiefs. Two, Buccaneers. Three, Saints. Four, Rams. Five, Cardinals. Good job. Not bad, eh? Good job. How about that? And then point that? five was uh, Chris Jones. Back in the CFL, and there's a lot of people that want to talk about that, obviously. And where the heck is it? Oh, I, I meant to. Here it is. Trevor Red Ranger watching on YouTube says, is Dinwiddie nervous with Jones in town? No, he's not. And that's why Dinwiddie called Chris Jones. You have to understand something. Winners don't think that way. And Ryan Dinwiddie is a winner. So I understand you. People always think that. Oh, I. You hear it in the media. You hear it from fans. So and so just hired his replacement. No. Ryan Dinwiddie is confident enough in himself and the fact that he concentrates on the offensive side of the ball to bring Chris Jones and run the defense, the four time Great Cup champion, potentially the greatest defensive coordinator the CFL's ever seen. Although I would put Richie Hall in that conversation and Gary Echeverry would, would, should be in that conversation too. But show me a guy or gal that wants to hire inferior, inferior people underneath them so as not to be challenged, and I'll show you a loser. Ryan Dinwiddie is a winner. You're not afraid about Chris Jones. If they win because of Chris Jones, they all look like winners, and that is a loser attitude. I'm not saying you are, but I'm saying people with that attitude are losers. Point on that? Can't say it any better than that. I agree. Thank you. I'm the wordsmith. You should and hire. he wins all the awards. You should, <laughs> you should hire people around that compliment you, right? Plenty of deficiencies here, right? But hopefully you bring people in that can fill in those deficiencies and understand and be confident about what you're good at. Mm-hmm. So Ryan Dinwiddie needs help on defense because lost a couple of defensive coaches. So why wouldn't you want to bring in the best? Right. Or, or the best available, right? Uh, we're going to pause. Hour two of the program is brought to you by Core Grain, doing the right thing for your farm. Tori Gurley will be joining us two segments from now, our NFL insider. So get your questions ready for that. So we're going to continue more of this, the back and forth with you, when we come back. You're watching the RP Show. It's episode number 570 of Canada's daytime sports talk show. And we're live on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with a performance package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Trust me, you're listening to a happy customer. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. Trust me. Laid back and kicking it, let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Welcome back, everybody. Like I said, we don't have Tory Gurley till our next segment. And, man, do we have a lot of things to get to with the former Packers and Browns wide receiver. Um, <clears throat> so, if you got questions and comments for us, fire them our way. 
The Prairie Mobile text line is open. 306-840-8777. Prairie Mobile is your authorized SAS Tel Mobility dealer. Now they've made it easier than ever to get that new phone that you've had your eye on. Hey, addiction, it destroys lives, families, and relationships. But the good news is that addiction is a treatable illness. And at Aurora Recovery Center, we provide everything you need to build a solid foundation for your recovery with holistic, evidence-based treatment tailored to each individual. Located in Gimli, Manitoba, on the shores of beautiful Lake Winnipeg, Aurora can help regardless of whether or not you feel ready or have tried before. Aurora Recovery Center, recovery for life. Go to auroracoverycenter.com. I've been there. I enjoyed it. Frankly, I didn't want to leave. It's very cozy there, Moose. Yeah, you did. You told me about that. It's a good spot. Um, I'm just refreshing the comments from our viewers. I guess I went through the tally in the list here of what's going on. These are good times. Hockey's right around the corner. The Blue Jays are rolling. And again, I don't know if I feel like a teacher at the front of the room because I've never been a teacher before. But how many times do I need to repeat myself? Yeah, we rolled off the Blue Jays probably three weeks ago. But at that time, I said, I'm not, I'm going to tell you now, I'm not taking responsibility for writing them off because I went off what the pundits were telling me in rot. The Republic of Tirana, R-O-T, rot. I was going by what they said because I said, I'm not a baseball guy. Never really have been. Hockey and football are my things. And these guys said they're done. So they must be done. Well, And now they're going to a wild card spot. And even me, as optimistic as probably there is, still haven't taken the 100 wins down. They can't get there now. But, and, and the pennant, even I was starting to think, okay, it's probably not happening. But mm-hmm. it's still possible, but it's probably not happening. We didn't take it off the wall, and good thing we right. didn't. Good thing we didn't. Enjoy the ride. Yeah. Uh... We can get into food court stories if you want. I just told you two, but I got a million. And Jack in Vulcan, Alberta says, I met Shannon Sharp in a food court in Orlando <laughs> and had a great visit over lunch. Do you have a food court story? Uh, you must. Yeah, but I got to think of, the good, of a good one. I had, you know, been to a few food courts in, in my day, but I don't have a story that's coming up. Okay, well, I, got, I got a million. I, I, was, I was thinking about this. Yesterday, of all things, I was in a food court. I'm not going to say which city. And I saw a dad berating, and I mean berating, his toddler son. And the mom was there. It was, it was uncomfortable for everybody around them. Swearing, yelling, Ooh. grabbed the kid's toy and snapped it in half. Oh. And this was probably 15, 20 years ago. And I remember sitting like a couple tables over going... <sighs> Should I say something? I want to say something. And you know what I mean. I'm six foot three and a half. I would have walked. I wanted to go over and say, real tough guy, eh? Screaming at a two-year-old like that. Kid wasn't doing anything, by the way, but just playing with his. Wasn't screaming. Wasn't acting up. And I didn't. And for this long, I've regretted that I didn't go say something. Yeah. Didn't want to make a scene. What do you think? Should I have said something? I still don't know. Yeah, so the downer. There's the dry patch on the ski hill. <laughs> right. Of the whole, the whole story. A, yeah. Um, if you got, you got one place in a food court to eat. Ooh. You got one spot on the food court to eat. Taco time. What? Yep. That was easy. I went to Opa yesterday. You did. Opa. But taco time. I've been a big fan of that Bourbon Street Grill. It was in the Never been. mall in Calgary. I, I saw it. I wanted to go there. I didn't. Listen, I've been ordering the same thing at Taco Time since I was in high school. Crisp meat burrito, soft meat burrito, and Mexi fries. Large, please. And a Diet Pepsi. Like the diet's going to matter after eating that. <laughs> exactly. Taco Time, faux show. But I like them all. Yeah. Uh, please let me know what was your number one. Food court restaurant, please, in the comments section. You can text us as well. Let's have a little fun with that. Yeah. Can we make a little noise here? Yeah. 
That Sonny I was talking about, Sonny Black, he writes, this is a little off topic, but sports related. Hear the latest report from Ottawa Suns, Bruce Garioke. Eight years, $64 million contract tabled. He's talking about Brady Kachuk, of course. I was going to say the Suns really paying big bucks now (laughs) for Bruce. Bruce Garioke, eight years, eight mil. Sign it! Yeah, don't even put that out there. Just sign it. Uh, It's for Brady Kachuk, of course. And we heard that when we were in Calgary last week. Yeah. Uh, Who was asking? Oh. Ryan Gregory's watching in New Orleans. He says, uh, if the NFL expands, where would they go? Something along those lines. Is the NFL actually, here it is. This might be off topic, but when or if do you guys think the NFL will start expanding again? I don't know. I understand sports talk is all about the what ifs, but I don't like playing the what if game because it's largely a waste of our time. And we've got two hours of live television on Game Plus TV, and I don't want to sit and talk about the what-if game. I'm kind of painting myself in a corner here because people are saying, well, you, next time I do, they're going to be up my butt about it. But yeah. do you know what I mean? What, where, where the, they want to go to London. They want to go to Mexico City. End of story. Unless you want to talk about somewhere after those places, but that seems to be going pretty well with 32 teams, don't you think? Yeah, it really does. I mean... They could put a team in Jacksonville if they wanted to. That would be a good start. Where's the drum roll on that? That's, that was a shot at the Jags. I'm kidding. International. Spicy. They'd want to go international, right? And, and that's where the NFL is rolling. Whether that's Canada, whether it's Mexico, whether it's London, I think Canada would be a distant third on that list right now. They're doing pretty good with the fan base right now, engaging a Canadian fan base with the American teams. I think Mexico, I think London. Uh, we've got two write-in votes for your number one food court location. If you're going to the food court, where are you going first? Swanee says, Manchu Walk Boys. Yes. As does Jason in Red Deer. Manchu Walk. They got Leading f- with 100% of the vote. They got to figure it out because that sesame chicken's on a toothpick waiting for you, right? Mm-hmm. And they're all, sir, 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 sample. And then it's so good, you can't not order from there. Um, here's my thing. The rice and two items, I quite regularly will say, how about rice and double the ginger beef? Two of those. And they're like, yes, sir. Uh, okay. Now everybody's writing in and I appreciate that, but we're kind of out of time. We got Tori Gurley up next. Uh, Robin watching in the gateway to the North says, if there is no orange Julius, is it really a food court? Fun fact, I've never had Orange Julius in my life. What? Not once. When you got taco time, so good. why would you go anywhere else? It was my dream. It was a treat. Like, it was a great hey, day. Olivia Lawrence, one of our interns, we have several here now. She writes and says, what do you think of Kirill Kaprizov hesitating to sign with the Minnesota Wild? What do I think about it? I'd rather talk about her hometown of Kenosi Lake. How do you get raised in Kenosi Lake? Get raised in a tourist spot. I know. Going anywhere else would be pale in comparison after that. You would think. Her address is Kenosi Lake. Can you imagine? That's the dream. Kirill Kaprizov hesitating to sign with the Minnesota Wild. Entitled, petulant, new generation of NHL player. How about that? How about that? And why sign Skip training camp. Life's good. He's pretty happy. Whatever. Yeah, we're going to. Thank you, Clark. We'll take a break and come back with Tori Gurley. We'll get into the Kaprizov stuff later, okay? NFL next, so get your questions ready. It's the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. Just ahead of some NFL chatter. Hey, just regarding the Kirill Kaprizov thing that our intern Olivia Lawrence asked about, I just looked it up here. So Kaprizov's still sitting in Russia. Training camp opens next week, a week from Thursday. 
And Bill Guerin has not, the general manager of the Wild, has not made public any of the offers whatsoever. But it's been reported extensively that every offer that he has made, it's been for a variety of years, Darren, yeah. all $9 million per year. This is, the, this is the rookie of the year. The highest paid winger in the NHL is Artemi Panarin, $11.6 million. Mitch Marner's next, $10.9 million. Patrick Kane, $10.5 and I'm sorry, but Kirill Kaprizov is just not in that stratosphere. I'm sorry. But that's where you lose me. You can't. You're looking for your next meal at $9 million a year U.S.? Uh, stay in Russia then. Doesn't look like he's going to be here for the start of uh, training camp for the Minnesota Wild. This, by the way, the biggest cap hit at $9 million a year in Minnesota Wild history. Yeah. And that's not enough for him. So this is where this talk kind of loses me, and I apologize for that. Our NFL insider is Tory Gurley, Packers and Browns alum, CFL as well with the Argos. Let's bring in Tory, and I appreciate him joining us uh, last minute. Tory, everybody's talking about the Monday Nighter. What is your analysis of the Raiders' 33-27 overtime victory over the Ravens? Man, that's how you cap off uh, football right there, Monday Night Football. Uh, everybody thought the Raiders initially won and then the turnover in the end zone and then they get the ball back and they go score and it just leaves everybody in a frenzy and everybody's pretty excited about football coming up again on Thursday and this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. It did cap off a wonderful week. It was the first overtime game you probably heard on Monday Night Football since 1979. Um, And actually, while we're talking about that game, I want a viewer has written in DG... In the 306 says, I would love to hear Tory's opinion on that old Gamecock Brian Edwards game last night. No targets at all until 40 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Then he goes off. Thoughts on the play of Brian Edwards last night in the Monday Nighter? Well, you know, the way Coach Gruden does things, they scheme it up for different guys. And Darren Waller, you know, that that's the number one target. But to see Brian Edwards come through in the clutch in the fourth quarter, hopefully that will lead to more targets. Uh, moving forward because the kid is talented. He's 6'3", 220 pounds, and some people even compared him to a Terrell, T- Terrell Owens. You know, he has a body like T.O. where he physically, he's one of the guys you want to get off the bus first. You know, he looks very intimidating, so um, I, I wish him well, and I know he's going to continue to ball if he gets those chances to make plays. I think a lot of people want to know your Green Bay analysis, and Troy in Toronto writes in and says, Tori, is the man bun the reason Aaron Rodgers sucks Sunday? Get a haircut. They want your take on the Packers and the worst loss in Aaron Rodgers' time there. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm very transparent, and I call it like I see it. Uh, with all the off-season distractions, it is what it is. Like Aaron, you know, he has to step his game up as well as the team. I think it really affected him um, because those guys looked like they were out of sync. There was no chemistry. And he just didn't seem like he was locked into the game. You know, it, it seemed like he was somewhat in the day. So we will see how they bounce back on Monday night against the Detroit Lions. But that's the first time in my life I've seen Aaron go out and play that bad. And and we're all human. Um, you know, he's allowed to have a bad game. But we will see, you know, if this is a trend or we'll see if he can break this and get back to being, um, you know, the, the top one or two quarterback in the NFL. Well... <laughs> You probably saw what he said after the game in the news conference. There certainly seems to be disconnect there with the head coach, Matt LaFleur. Do you see Aaron Rodgers finishing the season in Green Bay, Torrey? I know it's early for that talk, but this doesn't look, look like it's headed the right way. It, it, it doesn't seem like it's heading the right way. Um, I believe he's going to compete and do his best for the team because at the end of the day, you know, guys are dependent on him. You know, like it's not about Aaron. It's about the Packers. So, you know, just as well as, you know, Aaron gets his money, there are people who depend on his performance. And, you know, he I, I don't think he would be able to sleep at night knowing he let the 52 guys down in the locker room. So I feel like he's going to, moving forward, you know, he's going to get it together. But, you know, in, in football, you, you just – I feel like you can't tempt the football guys in all season. You know, like if you're out here talking about being 50-50, playing, you know, maybe retiring and – it's okay to do things like, okay, you, you want to jump into Jeopardy and, and maybe some other endeavors that that's going to happen after football. But, you know, when you start, you know, playing with that retirement word, you know, it, it shows and everybody is going to look at you. Like anytime you have a bad game, 
the first thing people going to come to mind is say, hey, you know, you're talking about retiring. Like, are you one foot in and one foot out? So the only way um, he can nip this in the bud is by going out and playing where people will see like, OK, he's back to being himself. But until then, you know, that's going to be a that should be a, a question that everybody asks. Like, do you want to do this or not? Jeff in Winnipeg says, I saw Mike Vrabel called out Julio Jones in Tennessee for last game. Thoughts? That didn't take long. Yeah, I, I was shocked. But you know what? You know, Coach Vrabel, he's old school. He comes from that New England tree. And you don't want to see your best player get kicked out of the game for something silly. You know, like, obviously, what Julio was doing, he was engaged in a block. And that's something that, you know, you're setting the tone for your team. When the best player... Uh, wide receiver is out there, you know, blocking guys and, and and not being a pretty boy. But with all that being said, we depend on Julio to be in the game in the clutch. And they could have used him because Tennessee really didn't put up any type of points on Sunday. So, um, you know, the coach is going to hold him accountable. And I think Julio is – he's used to having hard coaching. Uh, he played at Alabama for Nick Saban. And I know Nick did, did not tolerate the foolishness and – Maybe he was having too much fun in Atlanta, but this right here could be a, a football wake-up for him being in Tennessee. There was a question that came in for you regarding underdogs, and I can't find it now. If you've got questions for Tory Gurley, fire them here. We don't have them for a long time here today, and you can also text us if you're watching on Game Plus TV and you don't have the streaming option, 306-840-8777. Uh, I, w- I know you're following the Patriots very closely. They were joking on ESPN this morning that they want to check Mac Jones' birth certificate, that he's not 23, 24, he's 34, how mature he looked in his NFL season opening game, yet they still lost to the Dolphins. Like, what do you see happening in that AFC East and shaking down? I think it's going to come down to the last week, and um, it's scary. You know, this guy has only been in New England for maybe about four or five months, and when I heard him in a press game uh, press game interview, he sounded just like Bill Belichick. I mean, he was just mumbling and and it, it's scary that you know he's drinking that uh, New England juice up there. So uh, hopefully, it is completely opposite of what we saw with Cam Newton being you know vibrant and and colorful with. You know, the way he handles the camera, but Mac Jones, he literally sounded like uh, Bill Belichick Jr. So uh, he's really bought into the New England way. And I think he's done a great job of just managing the game because they have talent. And what uh, Bill wants to do is just, you know, win by one. You know, he's not in there to blow teams out. He feel like he's, you know, such a, a great coach and they have such a great staff that they can put their players in position to close those games out that most people can't do. I remember on draft night, Mac Jones was in an ill-fitting Walmart suit. I'm like, this guy, he's an old man. <laughs> and he's obviously not just physically that. He's uh, mentally like that, too. And it's going to work for him. Obviously, he's mature. It's Ryan Gregory watching in New Orleans. He says, what underdogs does Tory think will surprise everyone? Ooh, uh, for, well, I, I give him an underdog for the season. Um, I think the New Orleans Saints, you know, a lot of people was picking on Jameis Winston. You know, he's out there talking about eating W's and my wife and I, we've been laughing about that the past few days, but uh, they really went out there and punched the Packers in the mouth. I mean, Sean Payton is one of the best coaches in the league and he was able to put Jameis in position to go out and execute at a high level. He threw for five touchdowns. The defensive line got after the Packers the entire time. So I think, you know, we got to watch out for the Saints. I know the Bucs is in that division with Tom Brady, but um, it wouldn't shock me to see it being a dogfight with those two teams. So, you know, one of, the, one of my dark horses is going to be the Saints because they looked very impressive uh, this past Sunday. One more NFL before we switch to CFL, if you don't mind, because the viewers have got questions on that. You talk about underdogs. It was not the best matchup, Houston Texans versus Jacksonville Jaguars, and Trevor Lawrence was a three-picks he threw in his NFL debut, but T-Mobile lit it up for the Texans. Like, is that just because they were playing the Jags, or is Houston going to be better than we think? Um, I think they were just playing the Jags. It was Urban Meyer's first game as a head coach, and I've heard rumblings of him taking a job at, at Southern California now. You know, they just fired Clay Hilton. Um, a couple hours ago, and now, you know, people saying, like, man, this is an opportunity for Urban to get in there and, and go coach back in the college ranks, even though he just took this job with the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
So uh, we will see how that stuff plays out. And I think there's something to it because whenever you fire a coach uh, the second game of the year, it lets you know they've been in contact with someone and they've already are positioning themselves to extend the offer. So um, we will see how this plays out. So if there's a team to stay away from, I would stay away from the Jacksonville Jaguars because it seemed like uh, Urban has one foot in the door and one foot out. Is there ever a lot of heat on him already? That didn't take long. Uh, so from Doc in Edmonton, as I know you're following the CFL closely, Tori, Doc says from the 587, why hasn't Ottawa looked for a quarterback? And who's out there? They have a good team if they had a quarterback. That's from Doc in Edmonton. The Red Blacks are a distant ninth, I think, in a nine-team CFL. Did they err in going with Matt Nichols? We'll see. Uh, that program is, they've done a great job there in the past, and it's weird for them not to have a quarterback because when you think about them, they've had Henry Burris once upon a time. They've had Trevor Harris, and for them to kind of fall off a cliff, um, you know, I, I think that should be an opportunity where they give, you know, Matt Nichols a shot to go in there and go compete. You know, it, it, I, it wouldn't hurt because as of now, you know, I can't even name the guy who they have on the roster. So, um, you know, I, they definitely got to get it together because being in last place, you know, those people up there, they really enjoy their football up in Ottawa. And, and if they're going to go out and continue to get their brains beat in every week, uh, you're not going to have too much support. No, you talk about what have you done for me lately. That city has been through hell with pro football. It's been a pretty good run with the Red Blacks, but I think they're tired of some losing seasons here. By the way, your boys, Trevor Harris, ours too. Love that guy. But man, are they down on the Elks in Edmonton. I was on Edmonton radio yesterday. And they've like written off that this offense is going to do anything. I see Trevor is leading the league in passing. What's your take on the green and gold? Oh, they're going to get it together. Um, I know they, they brought the band back with Milanovic and, uh, and they have Jamie Alizondo. So it, it takes time. You know, I watched a game the other day. And I saw Trevor, he was, he's somewhat starting to get it. Um, he was making throws downfield to, um, to Ellington and, and the other guys. But I, I think their biggest problem is red zone. I watched them struggle down there. Is they're not putting enough points on the board. They can move the ball from, you know, from 20 to 20. But once they get in the red zone, they're settling with field goals. And that's not going to help you when it comes to winning football games in this league. Okay, here we go. Oh, man, now all the questions come when we're almost out of time. Sonny says he's been a Jaguars fan since 1993. Rookie quarterback, rookie head coach. Are we already giving up hope? What do you think about that? I wouldn't say they're giving up hope. I just don't think Urban really wanted that job. He just took it just because, you know, the, the owner of the team just threw everything at him and gave him complete control, so... Um, if I was a betting man, I would bet on him to be out of there regardless of what happens. Um, I just think, you know, it was fun, but his heart really is in college football because he can't go out and talk to pros a certain type of way that he does high school guys. You know, when you're in high school, you need your coach, but when you're a pro, you, there are guys who make way more money than the coaches. So he doesn't have that same type of, uh, of, of power in a locker room and, and some guys just don't like it. So he's better off being a college coach where, um, you know, those guys look up to him. He can go in and recruit. He does a great job at that. And, you know, maybe we'll see how it works out. But I never believed in him. When it, when I saw him sign Tim Tebow, that let me know he, he doesn't care about winning football games. Two quick ones, if you can make it quick, from Jeff Kozak. What do you think of the Steelers? Are they still good or are they rebuilding? They're decent. They have a great offense. They have a great defensive line. You know, T.J. Watt and Melvin Ingram, but Big Ben is over his head. Um, they need a new quarterback. That's what they need. Jeff Kabilis in Winnipeg. Is Matt Stafford and the L.A. Rams a perfect fit? Absolutely. <laughs> Being with uh, <laughs> Sean McVay and that, and that offense, it is wide open. And, and Matt Stafford, man, he's extremely talented, and that's a great fit for him being in L.A. All right, Tori, uh, two last things. What's happening with home field advantage? What can you tell us? Seems like you're busy. Yes, uh, been traveling all over. Um, you know, I have two kids in the top 100. Uh, the season is going on now, so we're on the, on the road with all the different players and stuff, so it's going great. And most importantly, Miss Kim, we are uh, – TJ is going to be here November 10th, you know, Lord willing, and, you know, she's excited. I'm excited, and I can't wait to bring them up there one day and – 
where we sit around and barbecue and we can tell them jokes about uh, <laughs> our first experience uh, in the studio a few months, well, before COVID. Uh, that was going to be my second point was how Tory Jr. is coming along. Uh, he's in the oven. Less than two months until uh, until his draft year. So, all right, my best to Kim and Tori Jr. And, Tori, thanks for, for joining us. Safe travels, my friend. All right, thank you. Tori Gurley, our NFL insider, joining us from the Big Smoke. When we come back, overtime and the Great Western Ultra Update. You're not going to want to miss that. It's getting a lot of plaudits. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV Network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to this show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. We got about five minutes for viewer takeover here, and I'll get the boys uh, while I read some comments, get them loaded up, and get ready for the Great Western Ultra update. It's funny because uh, Austin, Texas of the North, that's his handle on YouTube, says the amount of Chris Jones talk makes him sound like God of the CFL. And I don't know if that's a criticism or not. Four Grey Cup championships. There's just something about him that's polarizing. There are people like that in the world. Mm-hmm. Deron Carter, Johnny Menzel, some would say me, Chris Jones. You love him or you hate him, but you have an opinion on him and you can't stop talking about him. That's right. Um, from Jim on YouTube, he says, Dinwiddie's looking over his shoulder. John Murphy has the man back in the CFL. Well, I had a rant on that way back at the start. I'm not going to revisit it again. Uh, of our two. The start of Hour 2, so just rewind and watch it. By the way, Hour 2 is brought to you by Core Grain, doing the right thing for your farm. And speaking of all of that, let's go with the Great Western Ultra Update. You ready? And go. You can fit a lot of things into 90 seconds. Top of mind for me today is the return of Chris Jones to the CFL. The controversial coach quit his job as high school coach in Tennessee Monday to rejoin the Toronto Argonauts. I get it. The high school team had been sidelined by COVID for three weeks, and when the Argos called with the opportunity, Jones jumped. The Jones bashing is at an all-time high. And what I've realized is this. Those who love Chris Jones really love him. Those who hate him really hate him. Hey, I know the feeling. Second, the Blue Jays may have saved their best performance of the year from Monday's 8-1 route of the division-leading Tampa Bay Rays at Rogers Center. Rookie Alec Manoa pitched eight scoreless innings. Vladdy now leads the majors with 45 home runs, and Toronto is 12-1 in the month of September. As they say, it's not how you start, but how you finish. And lastly, the NFL has to be beaming today. Week one closed with an overtime thriller in Las Vegas with the Raiders topping the Ravens 33-27 on Monday Night Football. The game and broadcast had it all. Heroes, villains, drama, and suspense. They used to say the NFL stood for the no-fun league. Not anymore. That's today's Rod Peterson commentary. I beat it, Moose. You had a little false start off the top. So it was pretty much bang on 80 seconds. Maybe you were even a little under. That's pretty good. It's dicey. That's pretty good. It's dicey. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Uh, Jeff in Winnipeg says, great show. Once again, RP show. When we went off the air yesterday, I flipped over on YouTube and joined the Winnipeg Sports Talk. And I, a lot of the same viewers here went over there. And I thought it was kind of cute because I'm like, guys, guys, we're filling four hours of their day between Hustler and us. That's exciting. It's pretty awesome. That they come and spend part of their day here. Glenn Erickson watching in Medicine Hat where we drove through the other day and saw the world's largest teepee. Glenn says, some guys will tell you Chris Jones is awesome. Some will tell you he's an ass. They're both right. (laughs) He just says, I'm sure Chris treats people accordingly. Look, man. 
I can't wait until the uh, banquet circuit opens up again and we can get out and get speaking. And I can tell Chris Jones stories all night long. And I remember when he came to the Riders, I talked to one of the guys in the Jones Army, and I said, what's the deal with Jones? What do I need to know, to know here? And they said, well, Jones, you're either in, either for him or you're against him. You're either inside the walls or you're outside the walls. And I said, so what do I need to do to prove to him that I'm inside the walls? He said, just be you. You're an honest guy. You're a no BS guy, just like him. Just be you, and you'll be fine with Jones. That's good. Good advice. That's what happened. He's like, yeah. just be you. Yeah. P- trouble for me was for years and years and years when people said, just be you. I'm like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That? Yeah, that's a tough, tough one, right, when you're in that spot. But, but now I know. Now you do. That's great. Jeffrey in Calgary says, I don't think many will give Chris Jones the benefit of the doubt on leaving his high school team because of a COVID shutdown. Here's the thing. He don't care. You can say whatever you want. Same as me. Say whatever you want. Love me, hate me, just watch me. And you are. Tomorrow, Justin Dunk and somebody from the Rugby World Sevens. That's going to be great. Thanks, Moose. Go polish your trophy. Thank you. Are we brainless? Yes. Yes. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.